Ketubot Tafmim The last thing we're discussing that although from our Mishnah we understand we're understanding that the fact that a husband has to feed his wife is a takanat hachamim. There's a there's a brayta that says no, it's midoraita. And they learn it from the Pasuk She'era Kesuta Be'onata Lo Yigra. This is about Nama Ivriya, that her master reserved her to get married to her. Tana Kama explained that She'era, that's food. Kesuta is clothing. Onata is Ona, is Tashmish. Ribil Azar explained that She'era is Ona, that's the Tashmish. Kesuta is clothing. And Onata is food. And Rabbi Ezeb ben Yaakov, he explains the Pasuk as one thing explaining the other. Shira is coming to explain Kesuta, that a person has to give her clothing the right size. And uh, Kesuta is going on Onata, that you have to give her the clothing that, that fits for the right season. Summer clothing for the summer, winter clothing for the winter. And with that, we're starting Memhet Amud Aleph, six lines in. Where it says Tane Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef brings another explanation to the pasuk She'era Zokeruv Basar. It's when the, the the flesh is next to each other. That's going on Tashmish. Sheloi Nahag Baminahag Parsirim. He shouldn't be with his wife like the Persians. Shemeshameshin Mitnotehen Bilbushehen. That they're mishamesh with each other while the clothing is on. It helps Ravuna, the Amar Ravuna, Omer Eiv Shi, Elani Bebigdi Vehivigda. If a person says, I don't want to be with my wife unless I'm wearing my clothing and she's wearing her clothing, he has to divorce her and give her a ktuba. That's not the right way to do Tishmish. Rabbi Yehuda Omer. So Mishnah quotes Rabbi Yehuda who says that Afilo Anisha be Israel. That even a poor person who's burying his wife, he has to make sure at least there's two flutes over there and one lady to eulogize. Miklal, it sounds like from what we understand from Yehuda that the Tanakama Savar Hanelo, that according to Tanakama, you don't need the, the two flutes and a eulogizer. So what do we? What just went on over here? Ide or ha? If the the normal thing to do is bring two flutes and eulogize it, then So why is Tanakama saying no? or ha? And if the normal way of a regular funeral you don't have all this, so my tama de biuda. Why is biuda mahir so much? So the Gemara explains lo tzricha kegon or ha we're saying it's common for, let's say, his family to bring two flutes and a, and a eulogizer, but not in her family. So her family is not used to this type of thing. Tanakama says there's a deen that she goes up with him. She goes up to his level. She doesn't go down to his level. That's That's during life. But after death, uh, that's it. No, we don't have to uh, be mahmir. You don't have to raise levels, everyone on the same level. And therefore, after death, if her family uh, doesn't have uh, these two flutes and a eulogizer, we don't need that. Review that even after death, once she's married to him, that's it. It's, uh, she's on his level and he has to do whatever goes on in his family. If in his family it's two flutes and a eulogizer, that's what you have to bring. And Amarav Hazda Amar Morukva Halacha Kribiuda, the Amarav Hazda Amar Morukva Mishenishtata, a person who became not competent. So let's say he became schizophrenic, bipolar, something like that. 
Bet Din Yordin Lin Hasav, Bet Din goes into his assets, Vezanin Umfanesin et Ishto Ubanav Ubnotab, and they take care of the food for his uh, for his family, for his wife, for his children, Vedavar Aher. And something else in the Gemara will explain what Davarahir is. So now, Why is it if a person is it becomes not competent? Why is that different from what we learned in the Braita? That if a person went overseas, and his wife wants to eat and she's asking for food, Betin goes down into his assets, and they give food to his wife, but not to his children, not to the Varahir. So why is it if he became not competent, we feed his children, but if he went overseas, we don't feed his children? So Amadir Avashe explains to Ravina, you don't have the, the difference, you don't have the concept that there's a difference between someone who went out uh, with uh, with knowing what he's doing to a person who doesn't know what he's doing, meaning if a person went overseas, he knew he was taking this business trip, he, sh- he should have willingly known, right, at least right, that, hey, uh, someone give my children what they eat once a week, give them money so they could go buy groceries, but he didn't, so he did that on purpose. Woman, she, it's part of her ketubah, so she has a right to come and say, hey, I didn't get any money, give me money now. Okay, it's part of her ketubah, it's written, it's a contract. But the children, he willingly uh, didn't want to give them food. But if a person became not competent or a person who was uh, thrown out of the country w- without any time to uh, to write up anything, there should be different halachot, and yeah, they would feed his uh, children. Okay, so now let's go back to that davar uh, that was mentioned in the Braita. And the Gemara asks our question, my davar what's this davar that you talk about? So Rav Hasda Amar Zetachshit, you have to give her jewelry. If a person didn't command, if he didn't say to someone, hey, give her money so she can buy jewelry, then we don't give her jewelry. Rav Yosef Amar Tzedakah, that you can't come and take Tzedakah from him. Manda Amar Tachshit, according to the one who says, we're talking about the jewelry, we don't take money to buy her jewelry, then all the more so we don't take our money for tzedakah. According to Rav Yosef, who says you don't take money out of his bank account to give tzedakah, but when it comes to uh, jewelry, you give to the wife. Because it's not good for him. A person is, doesn't want that his wife should look ugly. He wants her to look uh, good. So therefore, he would want her to take money out of uh, her, his account in order to get jewelry. And here's another deen about a person who went overseas. Amarav hiya bar abin amarav huna mishalach lim dinatayama. If a person went overseas, umeta ishto, and his wife died, betin yordin chasav, betin goes into his assets, meaning even if they have to sell uh, things that he owns, vekobrinota lefik vodo, and they bury her according to his honor, according to his level. Lefik vodo. You tell me you, you bury her according to his kavod, according to his level, not according to her level? The Gemara explains, even if it's his kavod, meaning not just if she's on a higher level, you bury her on that higher level. Even if he's on a higher level, his family comes from a higher level, then you bury her on a higher level also. And Hakamash Ma'alan is coming to teach us that she goes up a level with him, she doesn't go down to his level, she's always going to stay on the higher level, even after death. And Amarav Matnaha Omer Imeta Lotik Berua Minechasav. If a person says that if my wife dies, don't bury her from my assets, Shomainlo, we listen to him. 
Why? Because we're thinking that after he, after he dies, she's going to take her ketubah money and let her bury herself, let her spend it on her own self. So the Gemara says, "My shana ki amar." What's it make a difference that if he says not to bury her from his money, because the nafdenich say kameyatme, because the his money is going to go to the etomim and she's going to have to pull money out of etomim. Well, kilo amar, even if he didn't say all this, the money is always going to Yatomim, and we're always going to have this issue of who's going to bury this woman. So is it her money or her husband or estate money? Meaning it's always the same issue. Meaning she, she's going to get her ktuba money, let her go spend it on herself, let her buy a, a burial plot for herself. So what's really going on over here? Ela... Haomer, rather, we're going to fix everything. What did Rav Batna really say? Haomer imet hu lotik If a person says it, when I pass away, don't use my money to bury me. I want the tzedakah money to bury uh, to bury me. And Shomayim lo, we don't listen to him because lav kolim enoshir et banav yepilat smolat sibur. Because it's not up to him to make his children rich by not having to spend the burial money and making everyone else spend on it. If he has the money, then he has to spend it, whether he likes it or not. Next Mishnah. Father is Mekadesh's daughter when she's an Araqtana. She's under her father's rights, meaning she can't eat terumayat and things like that until there was an actual marriage, until she there was a wedding. Until there was a hupa and everything. Then she's in the hands of the Baal. So now, Masar Aav Lishluhe Habal Harahi Bishutabal. So let's say the father gives her over to the Shalihim, the messengers of the, the husband. So she leaves the parents' house. She, she has to walk down the block to her new husband's house. Uh, and she's walking with the Shalihim. Then at that point, down that block, she can already start eating Teruma. But if the father went with the with the daughter with the messenger, or the father's messengers walked with the messengers of the husband, she's still in her father's end. Once the father's messengers gave her over to the messengers of the husband, she's now in the hands of the Baal. So now the Gemara asks a question. My le'olam, it sounds like she's forever in the hands of the father. What does that mean, forever? So the Gemara explains, La mishnah This goes against what we originally learned. There was a the first Mishnah, then, then it was amended. Ditnan, originally we learned, Higi'ah, so if the time came for them to get married, and they didn't get married, then at that point, that, listen, we were supposed to get married uh, Aleph Tammuz, and we didn't get married Aleph Tammuz. So at that point, he already has to uh, spend money to feed her, and if he's a Kohen, she gets to eat uh, Teruma. Meaning once that time came, that's it. She's under, under her husband's uh, rights, and she gets to eat from his bank account. And Kamash Ma'alan comes our Mishnah and teaches us Le'olam, no, until she's actually by her husband, she's under her father, and therefore she can't eat the Teruma, and she doesn't eat from her, from her husband's bank account yet. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, once her father gave her over to the messengers of the husband, she is now under the rights of her husband. 
Amarav Mesirata, once she's passed over from the from the father to the Shiluhim of the husband, Lakol. That means she's under her husband for everything. She cannot eat Teruma yet. Even for Teruma. And the idea is that according to Rav, we're worried that once they get married, maybe he'll see something that he doesn't like, he'll scream, and the entire Kiddushin will be nullified retroactively, meaning there was never a Kiddushin, and any Teruma that she ate would be Asur. And just because we're worried about that, until they're actually married, then she cannot eat teruma. Now, Rav said the reason that a girl can't eat teruma is because we're worried she might give it to one of her siblings, her little siblings. You know, he's a cup of wine, you give it, and she's like, no, she's now married to Kohen, she can't give it to her little brother. So, according to Rav once she's passed over from her father to the messenger, she's not going to give anything over to her little brother anymore, and therefore she could even eat teruma. So eti veravuna lerabase. Ravuna has a problem with Ravase. We have a bright that says Vamila Ravhiyabaravase, and some say it was Rahiyabarav to Ravase. It says, La Olam Hibeshuta Av Achitikanis the Hopa. She's always under the father's rights until she goes into into Hopa. You see, she cannot eat any Turuman till Hopa. So Amalehurav Rav told Ravuna or or Hyabarav. Love Amina Lehu, didn't I tell you? Lot is Do not go after something that could be split. Meaning, if there's a Mishnah that's not clear, don't bring a proof because someone could always explain it in a different way. Meaning, could explain that that once you gave her over to the messengers of the husband, that is the Hupa. He could always explain it that way. Now, the Gemara is going to go back, and we said that once the father gave her over to the messengers of the, the husband, we said before, Rav said uh, she belongs to the husband for everything except Teruma. Rav assesses even Teruma. Here, Ushumuel Amar Lirushata, that the husband now can inherit everything she has. Meaning, if from that uh, walk from her parents' house to her husband's house, she dies, if she's with the messengers of the husband, she, that means her husband now owns her. And if she passes away, then whatever she has, it goes to the husband. Resh Lakish Amar Liktubata. Resh Lakish says it's about a Ktuba, and the Gemara clarifies Ktubata Mahi. What's this Ktuba that you're talking about? The Imeta Yaritla. That if she dies, he gets the, the inheritance. Hainu de Shmuel. It's exactly what Shmuel said. So the Gemara explains, Amarvina, what was Rishaki trying to say? Lomar ktubata me'aher mane. That means from the point the father gave her over to the messengers of the husband, let's say she's walking down the block and her, her new husband dies, if she wants to get married to someone else, her ktuba is now only a hundred mane, even though everyone could pretty much see that she's a betula, nothing happened, they, could be, they never even met. Still, she's considered an almana, and the next girl marries her, it's only one mane. Rabbi Yohanan Rabbi Hanina mesirata lakol afletruma. Listen, once she's given over to the messengers of the father, that means she's considered completely uh, the, the, the husband's. And if he's a Kohen, she could even eat teruma, and even has the right to annul her vows. The Gemara has a problem. The father went with the husband's messengers. The messengers of the father went with the messengers of the husband. Or if she owned a courtyard on the way, and she went with her husband to, to be together, and they weren't together, 
even though her ktuba things are in her husband's house, meta aviyayorsha. If she dies on the, uh, before they actually get to his house, then every, her father inherits everything, not her husband. Masara av habal. But the minute the father gave her over to the messengers of the husband, or she masru av habal. Or if the messengers of the father gave her over to the messengers of the husband, or or if he had a courtyard on the way and they went together and they were together, even though all her dowry things are by her father, if she dies, then her husband inherits. What are we talking about? That's only for inheritance. But the truma. When it comes to Truma, she doesn't eat any Teruma if he's a Kohen until there's an actual Hopau. So now, you have a problem over here because this Braita is a problem according to everyone. This Braita only fits according to Shmuel who says that he's able to get an inheritance, but that's it. Not for Hafarat Nedarim, not for Truma like Rav and Ravase. But the Gemara asks back, yeah, but Hagu Fakashad, this bright time itself is, is, is not clear. Because Amart, on one hand, you said, if they went into her courtyard, not Lashem Nisuim, he does not inherit her. What's the reason? Because they went into her property, not Lashem Nisuim. If they went into Lashem Nisuim to her property, it would sound like it's a Hopa, and then he inherits her. And then Emma Sefa, but then look at the Sefa. If she went to his courtyard for Nisuin purposes, then she they're considered married and he inherits. Ha stama, but if they just went into the house without any specific reason, Lalin, it's uh, it's like to be together not Lashem Nisuin, and he would not inherit her. So what exactly is going on over here? It's not clear. So Amar stame stame katane. The Braita, both the Resha and the Sefa, was talking about Stam. There was no specific reason when they went in. And the explanation is as follows. Stam Hatser Dida. If they Stam walk into her courtyard, then it's Lalin. It's just to be together, not Lashem Nisuin. Stam Hatser Dide. But if they're going into his courtyard, if they're going into his house, then even without a specific reason, it's Lenisuin. It's to actually get married, and therefore he's Yorja. Tana, here's another din. Masar ha'av ba'al. If the father uh, gave her over to the messengers of her husband, vezinta, and on the way she found the guy and she was with him, harezo behenik. She gets henik like a married woman, not skila like an aram or asa. And the Gemara asks, "Menahanemile? How do you know that?" So Amar Ami Bar Hama Amar Kera because the pasuk says liznot bet avia. The skila only happens if the znut happens. When she's by her father, Prat, we're coming to exclude a case, Lashem Asar, Av If the father already gave her over to the messengers of the husband, that's already, she's considered married in a sense where she'll get Henik, not Skila. The Gemara says, why say that? Ve'ema, say that Betavia is Pratchenich Nesel Hopa, maybe we're coming to exclude a case where she already was in Hopa, but there was no Be'ila yet. And we're still going to call her uh, Nara Amorasa, and it would be Skila. 
So let, let's say there was a wedding, and before they went uh, to wherever they went after the wedding, during the, the wedding, she was with another person, she was Mizaneh. Maybe we're talking about that situation, well, she still gets Sekila, uh, 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 not Henek. Amarava, Amari Ami, Ami told me, Hupa Behedia Ketiva. Hupa, where a woman who was Mizaneh, after the Hupa, before the Ba'ila, that she only gets Henek, not Sekila. It says it straight out. It says ki na'ara betula meorasa laish na'ara velo bogeret. Na'ara means she's a na'ara between the age of twelve and twelve and a half, and not over the age of twelve and a half. Betula, she gets a skila velo beula, and not if she was already with a person. Beula chenek meorasa engaged velo nesua, and not married. Now my nesua, what does nesua mean? If you married, then she went to the Hopa and she was Nival. Then that's already the same thing as the Nada Be'ula. Elalav, what are we talking about? And the deen over there would be that she gets Hanek, not Skila. Because we're considering her a married woman. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.